we're trying to make cannabis, the, the plant, to form this community, sustainable communities, and try to get these rural and indigenous communities here in, in Ecuador, uh, at least the basic things for sustainability, food, health, and, and safe water, and safe access to water. Social Ecuador. Often eclipsed by its larger Latin neighbours, when it comes to cannabis, Ecuador is firmly on the map. Or at least it should be, and soon will be if Paul and Sebastian Moreno, the chairman and CEO of Ananda, have their way. Their efforts to transform rural indigenous community land into cannabis farms are firmly rooted in altruism, optimism, and a firm belief that cannabis can be a force for good in many different ways. We're live back on, well, we're not live, but I'm, we're live right now. But when you're watching this, you're probably not watching it live. Welcome to the Lobster Pot. I'm Dave Barton and this is Jamie Bonthron. How you doing, Jamie? You all right? Yeah, good. Thank you. I have done my warm up week. It's officially 2023. I yeah. think I'm with it. Actually, I know I'm not. That's a lie. But we're here and I'm very excited for who we're talking to today. Absolutely. And I can see there's there's a flag on the wall behind you. There is. I, this is I realize this by putting this up. That's a Colombian flag, but there's no it's not on purpose. You know, it's not it's never political. It's just a picture that I really like that I wanted to get on the wall. That's all it is. OK, so there's no yeah, pro yeah. or anti or anything like that. We just need a few. Is it a few stars in a little formation? And we have the Ecuadorian. No, that's the Venezuelan flag. We're, we're, we're close. We're cl anyway, welcome to our guests. Paul and Sebastian Moreno, who are from Ecuador and uh, working to, yeah, and Nando. So tell us, tell us more about yourselves, guys. Tell us, what is the sort of legalized, legal aspect of cannabis in, uh, in Ecuador right now? Uh, hi, Dave. Hey, Jamie. Uh, greetings to all from the belly bottom of the, of the world. Uh, cannabis here has been an interesting development as we've been fighting with activism for around 10 years and around 2019 it just became legal following the worldwide tendencies of, of regulation on, on cannabis and other plants uh, but uh, the usage of cannabis here has been uh, really as, as in every part of the world it's been one of the most used substances here and we have an interesting uh around our regulation that our uh, laws in Ecuador allowed us to use plants as a medical reform because that's what it says on the laws. Uh, on 2019, it just got legalized under 1% TAC. And mm -hmm. since then, uh, the legal industry has been blooming. We are having a couple of, of issues, regular issues from the industry. And the illegal side is still being uh, covered up and, and push it down, all the recreational adult use, uh, etc. But we're fighting to change that and we'll hopefully get to one of the best regulations we can in, in compared to other countries, especially in our region. No, no, absolutely. And I think, uh, I mean, Uruguay, I mean, it's the other side of Latin America, but was the first in the world to completely legalize cannabis. And obviously lots happening in Colombia. And I'm not quite sure in Brazil and other countries like that. But I know, obviously, when you think cannabis, you don't always think Ecuador. But again, you have the right sort of climate. You have the right, you know, altitude. And where you guys are is quite sort of rural. And, and you've got quite an interesting initiative that you're doing, Ananda. You're helping um, indigenous communities. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about, about that work and explain 
how because again when we talk to a lot of people from different parts of the world you always hear you know we're doing cannabis it's helping you know it helps it helps me or it helps a person i know or like someone in my family but it sounds like what you guys are doing you're using cannabis to kind of help other communities which is uh you know really interesting so please tell, tell us a little bit more about that uh, yeah, we try to form an ecosystem around our people and the people that we're working with. Uh, so using cannabis as this plant that has all the resources and all the opportunities that can give us to create these communities. Uh, what we've been working, it's uh, building up a sustainable community using the resources that cannabis can have, the attention that cannabis can can bring into, into this, these countries and also the tourism and the, the recreational part of, of enjoying cannabis, of the, the sacrament, the, the union between the people. So using all that as an excuse, we're trying to make cannabis the, the plant to form this community, sustainable communities and try to get these rural and indigenous communities here in, in Ecuador, uh, at least the basic things for sustainability, food, health and what and safe water and safe access to water yeah and um, and here in ecuador we've been uh, uh, we we came back to democracy in 1978 and after 44 years of democracy we are still trying to solve the basic problems in the communities Right. Politici politicians haven't done their job. We still strive for water, for health, for food, for a decent roof our, uh, over our, our heads. So <clears throat> we decide to make it by ourselves. We get together with the communities and we are starting to fund this uh, sustainable communities for the future of humanity we are now the as as the as the poetry says no we are uh the captain of our souls uh, from from now on we will use uh, the resources that cannabis can provide us to build these communities without the intervention of the state without the intervention of the government without the intervention of politics of course we're doing all this in all the legal way we can we have the the licenses we have all the permits we are paying taxes but we are not trusting politicians anymore so we will do it by ourselves that's something very commendable about anything Absolutely. that someone is pushing particularly when it's you know aimed at helping a community and a, and a country and a people it's 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 fantastic i'd be really interested to find out more about the communities that you're approaching you're very rural um, you know, we've spoken before, you know, uh, the thing that they kind of pr primarily have is the land, you know, they don't necessarily have very many other resources. What is their kind of response to, you know, you guys coming in and saying, guys, we can help you with cannabis, you know, in, in lots of parts of the world. I imagine that if I took that idea to farmers in this country, a lot of them would struggle with it in different ways. And, and, and they do. But what is what has been the response from these communities to the fact that you're using cannabis as that that channel, basically? Yeah, one thing here is that uh, our culture, our previous cultures and religions, the Andeans, the Incas, all of them took plants to make uh, the wiser decisions they made to, to bring us up to this moment. All of them asked for, uh, for inspiration to the gods using other plants, changing the state of consciousness that, that, that they will have. 
So when we start talking and we start uh, talking about this cannabis, this plant with the agriculture people here in Ecuador, uh, they see it as just changing to another plant, changing to another different crop that they've been doing for a thousand years. Uh, and uh, some of them uh, have read about cannabis in a couple of books, most of the elderly people more than anything about hemp uh, more than cannabis itself. Uh, they have read it in some books, they have found it in some books. And we started educating the people. That was the first thing uh, we, we did to, to start gaining, to start getting the people trust with us. Uh, we start talking about Nixon, about the Prohibition Act, and how about how all that drug on war start affecting not the not the plants not the drugs but the people who are using drugs and how to change that and how the the historical and political reasons that hemp and cannabis it became illegal so they understand they see and they feel uh congregated they feel uh, like us as as Cannabis is one of the human rights that also has been pushed down as the other things, as uh, color of our skin, gender, uh, sexual preference, poor uh, status, life, life quality, life status. All those things has been pushing us down as cannabis. So now cannabis is not just a tool. It's also uh, it's also an inspiration for these people to to be enabled to use a plant that that's what they are proud of being a, being an agricultural people ha know how to how to manage the lands and having that plan helped help them to strive and help them to overcome all all these things that that they have been trying to do with the land now we have the tool and the plan that help us to do that but we, we didn't ask them how we can help you we want to be part of the community where we have been working with those communities for almost 10 years and so we have been building this infrastructure there mm -hmm. and uh, what what we did is try to um we can't save the planet the whole planet anymore we can't there are parts and and there are parts of the planet that don't deserve to be saved also so we have to save our small communities yeah. where we can uh, build uh, a future proof uh, society where we can have food and medicine and energy for the next 200 years. So um, what we can do together with these communities um, about, and about cannabis and communities, it was quite easy to make the, the, the people understand that cannabis is just a plant mm -hmm. because the first thing that uh, uh, farmers and peasants and indigenous people do when they are sick is going to their garden. They they go to their garden. They the get uh, chamomile, manzanilla, and uh, make uh, a tea. And if nothing works, then they go to the doctor. So it it was it was quite easy to make them yeah. understand that this is a medicinal plant. You know? And also it was uh, after pandemic. So all the people, everyone, it was really desperate to, yeah. to find a solution, to find a new change, a new way to, to start living. Because after the pandemic, we can't keep doing the same things that we've been, that we did in, in 2019. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I and mean, there's a lot there, isn't it? I mean, I guess Ecuador is such a kind of biodiverse 
country, you know, I mean, Galapagos Islands, you know, is part of the nation, I guess, you know, it's offshore, but, you know, but again, in these sort of communities, I mean, does cannabis kind of grow in the wild where you, where these communities are anyway? Or are you kind of, have you got a kind of, have you, you've got a kind of grow operation that they're kind of tending to? Or how, how is it all set up in terms of like, you know, from a production point of view, you're kind of obviously empowering people to kind of grow their own um, plants. Are you working with them to help them to sell that? Or how, how is it working? How is the community? Um, we have, in Ecuador, cannabis has always been illegal and there's a few, little few records about land races. Or, or original seeds mm -hmm. but we know the community and we've been into the cannabis community for over 10 years so we have mm -hmm. people that already have at least 10 year seeds uh developed stabilized fennel hunted uh mm -hmm. here in ecuador uh, on the communities uh paul saw the first cannabis plant in one of the communities the first cannabis plant that he sees in his life was in one of the communities like 10 years ago and uh, the laws here works as the California license system. So we have seven different licenses. Each okay. license allows you to do one thing. Uh, and what we want, what we have right now in one of the communities is the license for production of seedling and clonings. And we want to uh, capacitate and, and train the people to them being able to work in the cannabis or in our cannabis licenses. But we understand that sometimes it's kind of difficult to find that special passionist about cloning mm -hmm. or about doing all the all the cannabis things. Uh, that's because we we uh, we have think about all these sustainable communities. So if there's people that can't come in into the lab, into the research facilities, into some of those things, we're doing the, all these other uh, ancillary industries that works around cannabis, that it's tourism, food, housing, etc., uh, that can give these people a chance to keep working in the cannabis industry, even without touching the plant, in case if they are against of it, or in case they don't want to feel uh, that that proximity, or they don't want to have that that proximity with the plant. Yeah, and um, um, we have we have another license, uh, a license for growing five hectares of industrial hemp in an indigenous community, Kichwa speaking community. Um, uh, so we have uh, in total about 600 families involved in, in, in the project. And uh, what we did was a diagnosis of the both communities. So we do know uh, abilities. <laughs> all the abilities of every member of the family. And we do mm -hmm. know uh, in which part of the, of the value chain of the cannabis industry a family can go inside. Not, mm -hmm. not only as, as hand labor, that is usual. I, I am the industrial, I came with the potatoes, I contract everyone, we explode the land, the people in the water, I am the only one with the money and then they, they keep living in the misery. So we want to, we, we have this diagnosis of every family and we can uh, bring every family in in a value in, in one point of the value chain of the cannabis industry not only as a hand labor but as as uh, uh, administrators uh, musicians artists 
uh, I don't know, nurses, uh, doctors, ambassadors, ambassadors, uh, brand ambassadors, because Mm. there are there are people that have been doing uh, medicinal plants for 50 years. 15, yeah. 15 years old, so they can be our voice from the community to the people. We don't want this new industry to make the same things that traditional industry. We want to be sustainable. We want to be circular. We want to keep back to the people so what they are giving us. Yeah, we, it, it's and back to the land. Yes, I mean it, it's grassroots in every sense of the word, and for the pun as well. It's it's it, it's it's creating something that isn't just let's grow some cannabis and sell it. It's looking at the much 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 broader picture, and with all of the sort of historical context of um, of the country in particular, and the people themselves and their own skills. And it's 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 really interesting to see a project get rolled out at such scale but also at such kind of precision and with such such detail you know you guys are really very involved you know really close with these people um i don't know if you're able to share like some of the benefits that some of these people have experienced as a result of of the work that you've had have you seen any real particular success stories that you can talk about maybe um, I think I think one of the most important benefits that we have created to the community right now is uh, to be able to have these uh, experience interchanges uh, with the people from the cannabis community and with the other people that has been interested in the project. Uh, when we got our first license, the third month that we created the cooperative, we managed to get the four uh, national congressmen from the state into into the license in in the middle of the pandemic we managed to get all those four people plus the 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 major from the town also someone from the ministry of agriculture and the swiss representative that was one the ones that donated our our first our first milestone on, on building the the laboratory so we were able to bring those people to the to the center of of the fight to the war to the war battle and and they've been able to see the people to talk with the people and another interesting thing is that the people right now uh, after seeing us struggle with the regulations with educations with them uh telling them about how we how we were in the illegal not not in the illegal business but how we were doing this uh on on the on the gray, on the gray area until mm-hmm. now it's legal and now that we need them and we want them to join us to help us make this better uh it has made all those people more empowered about their land about their work about the things they have uh, the president of the community now if you if you talk with him and, and if you would have talked with him uh two years after uh he was he was really shy really like clunch up and now he, he you, you can you can say anything about him yeah. about something to say back uh, yeah. and and all this work that we have done with the communities with these indigenous communities in our province has been drawing attention for from uh, from other uh uh, communities uh, or, or other community uh, uh, organizations that want to be part of, of the cannabis industry. So we help uh, we help uh, to the first uh, Afro Ecuadorian community to get their license. They they also have a five hectares for industrial hemp license. We we help them. We we build together their their agricultural plan and we help them with with all the plans for the 
to obtain the license. And uh, last uh, last Friday, Friday, right? Last Friday, we were in in Sucumbios, that is an, an Amazon uh, municipality very close to the Colombian border, where five uh, um, Amazon organizations have asked for a license so so we have 10 hectares there from from so so we are together now afro uh, and indians yeah. and amazon people and and we are and we already have a, a, a signed agreement with people from the south near the, the the peruvian border so we are covering all the the, the communities and and the national um ethnias uh, Mm -hmm. inside this this project because we are doing the things for the right reason that is what we are doing we are not doing this for money we are not doing this to buy a ferrari we want don't want to be the ceo with two million dollars bonus we want to share to the people with the people because that's the spirit of marijuana that's the spirit of cannabis share you never say no to a friend that asks you for for, for a small no we want to share as we have been sharing in the cannabis community very very nice very cool no again it's that kind of empowerment of communities as well and helping people but not just kind of like helping but giving them what they need to be able to you know create their own destiny and that's you know that's the you know it seems like that is such a powerful message and a powerful you know who could kind of turn that down if you know you were presented with that kind of opportunity and it's it's great to see that cannabis you know obviously with your with through yourselves is is providing that kind of uh you know providing that mobility, I guess, more than anything else, which is was fantastic. But I was going to ask, in terms of, you know, the number of communities you're working with, the number of hectare, you know, hectares you've got um, across the country, what, what's the kind of size of the, uh, the operations that you're uh, looking after, I guess, and the communities that you're working with? Uh, right now, we have around 13 hectares uh, under our associates. Uh, mm -hmm. It's around five to five different licenses. Mm -hmm. uh, licenses for hemp, for cannabis, another license for seed and cloning production on the coastal region. Uh, so around those people, we have around 13 hectares and we are getting more in, in, the, in, the in this upcoming year. We have this Friday, there's a... Uh, there's an event on one of our on, on one of our partners' farms. Uh, we were yesterday day helping helping them to set up the, the things. Uh, it's gonna be black tuna seeds from Carlos Vives. It's the son of a famous Colombian that he now has a Colombian singer that he now has a seed company. Uh, it's called Black Tuna Seeds, and they are gonna be there uh, doing the congress. We are gonna be presenting the sustainable community project, and we're gonna be with other. 10 people from from ecuador uh they already have a grow up with three greenhouses of a thousand meters they have plans already i have already brought some some samples to to test on the on the hemacert and and of course on us uh so we're hoping to get all these licenses and what we want uh, right now, it's it's a political change right now in Ecuador. We will come uh, upcoming elections. Uh, so we want to do is one of these uh, new people that it's going into the power. Uh, we want them to have a hemp or a cannabis based program into their into their politics movements. 
Uh, we've been talking with a couple of them and one interesting move will be to take one license or, or a couple of licenses into a whole province or, or a whole state uh, as we have it here. As Ecuador is a really, really small country, we are, I think we're three times bigger than Colorado uh, okay. on, on population. Uh, so, so we can do that in, in a small place that has flatlands. We can, as I tell you before, we can play SimCity uh, with, with that part and build the enterprise, the housing, mm -hmm. the recreational all around cannabis and being able to change the productive matrix of, of the Ecuador way of, of, of system that we've been doing until now. Uh, and, and we want one of these new local authorities that, is, that are going to be elected in, in February the 5th. Uh, they de declare all the surface of the, the, the municipality uh, as, as a license for growing cannabis. So all this whole municipality can grow because uh, um, there are small farmers that they don't have the two hectares, that's the minimum to, to start producing. So if we declare the whole municipality as a license, yeah. we can do very interesting things like, like this project that we've been proposing that is one hectare of hemp for a 150 square meter house. You can build, uh, you can produce with, with one hectare enough uh, bricks uh, mm -hmm. of hemp treat mm -hmm. for a 50 hectare house. Mm -hmm for that's that's bigger than the ones that the government is are, are given away so or social housing so government. you are literally yeah. planting your own house wow and that's only with with the stalks with the herbs you know the other parts the flower the seeds and and all the 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 handcrafts that that can go on it's it's another thing for the same family so every family planting their own house that's a project that we want to do um, there's an interesting thing about those uh, about how we're trying to give back to the people. Uh, we also want to the patients and the users uh, get involved into the chain of value of cannabis because most of these people are people that are suffer for terminal illnesses or uh, really bad things that are spending a lot of money into getting products from us so under our uh, track and trace uh, system that it's one of the requirements for the regulation in ecuador mm -hmm. uh, we want to find a way uh, using the data collection uh, of the patients to give back some of the money that we are collecting the data from them uh, from using our products from testing our products from whatever they do with our product and find a way to give back uh, in uh, discounts, in chips, in bitcoins, in, mm -hmm. in, in anything that we can help them mm. to to come over their 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 illness, their their bad time by using cannabis, and that way they are also helping us, and we close the circularity. No, it's brilliant. I mean, it's such a worthwhile endeavor. So no, really. Good stuff, guys. And I think it's brilliant. And thank you for sharing all the, the stories about it. I was going to say, just to kind of round things off, what is your vision for the next sort of few years? What would you like to see happen with the projects that you, you've already started? And in terms of cannabis as well, what do you think changes are going to be coming up? <laughs> the THC, I think, is the, the thing that we all want. Uh, mm -hmm. But <laughs> what, what we would like is to um, really have... Uh, 
really have the opportunity to make everyone at least try or or enjoy one of the experience with cannabis with the community with with us yeah. like not seeing us the us the smoker bumps that are outside of of the liquor store or or yeah, yeah, park yeah. In, in the black corners but see us that cannabis can do well if we treat them well and we have the tools and we give them the the things that we can uh we've been discussing on friday on, on this province next to the border we were discussing about how how we we're gonna make this legal uh, well i was proposing that and they were trying to not make it legal um and one of the things was the things about rights like being able to make the people that is working with us and that it's in charge of, of the things that we're doing uh being able to them to help them understand what human rights are and also the people that we are working with being able to know what a basic human's rights are and being able to fight for it being able to have the tools to to overcome that so i think that that will be the thing i will hope more like a big event a full week with everyone that can come and mm -hmm. being able to share all these stories and all this thinking and uh, all this sweet that will be growing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And of course, make all the medicines, not only cannabis, all the plant-based medicines, all the nature-based solutions being accessible to anyone, to anyone who wants to participate here. We have this open source mentality Mm -hmm. uh, of of sharing and and getting back the the, the innovation in, in the industry, we we started um, the, the 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 soft the track and trace software a, a couple of years ago. We started to make it open source, so we have now the solution installed in two in 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 our two licenses and in, with one of our partners that is helping developing this. So we already have this open source track and trace software working right now. So if anyone wants to join to us, not only in the software, but in all the, the, the other technologies that we need and that we will be developing, it's welcome. And, and that's another thing. We are, uh, I don't say third world country, it's developing. We're a country in, in developing ways. Uh, so one thing we need here is also uh, the the small the small gifts of the big minds, like something that can that it's be that is it is a first world technology, a, a development country technology that that here can like change the life of a whole community. Just yeah. bringing that small piece, that small artifact, that small uh, water filter, that solar plant. Uh, something like that here can make a huge impact. Bring yeah. them, start bringing uh, first uh, technology that that it's obsolete from uh, already from some parts in the U.S. But here we haven't just seen them on TikTok, and and yeah, yeah we want that here. Absolutely, and I say, and it's it's it, that was talk about was the quote about the technology. I say the technology that we need you know, is already here somewhere. It's just not distributed equally enough. And I feel like, you know, things will change. And, you know, with the good work of people like yourselves, you know, it will, you know, there will be that kind of uh, equilibrium, if you like. But no, it's um, fascinating stuff and really, you know, good luck to you guys. And thank you so much for joining us today. So uh, hope to hear from you soon. But thank you. Thanks, thanks to you. We do have a volunteer program established. Oh, cool. 
here. So if any of you want to join us, please check our yeah, absolutely. Our web page or social networks, and hope to see you very soon here in Ecuador. That would be great. We'd love to. We'd love to. <laughs> cool. I'm there already. That's it, man. That's it. Cool. Thanks, guys, and uh, yeah, all the best to you. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. See you soon.